0: Hi listeners, it's Matt. I wanted to give you some context around this episode. As you'll hear, in this episode, we consciously decided to give those listeners who are over the whole story around Stone and Wood a little bit of peace. We just cover this week's news and admittedly have a little bit of fun about what we're not talking about. We separately recorded an episode looking at all of the comments, or as many as we could cover, over the last week in an extended mailbag, as well as some thoughts and observations of our own. I'll be honest, I'm really debating about whether any more needs to be said for now. You may have seen some quotes that I gave to the ABC, which pretty much sum up my feelings. It's possible to hold two completely contradictory feelings in your head at the same time. And that really seems to be the feeling that I'm picking up from so many people in the industry. It's certainly the direct contact that I've been getting. To quote Pete, we have thoughts, I'm just honestly not sure whether anyone needs to hear any more of them just at the moment. Please indulge us for a little bit longer while we work that out. In the interest of time, we haven't edited around the references in this podcast. Let's face it, we put our editor, Joe, through enough as it is. But thanks for your patience and enjoy the news of this week.
1: Radio Brews News is proudly presented by Cryer Malt. With over 25 years in the field, Cryer Malt are dedicated to providing the finest brewing ingredients to help brewers create the foundations of a truly excellent beer. They are your premium brewing partner and proud sponsors of this. And this is Brews News Week, our regular wrap of all that has made news in beer this week. I'm your host Pete Mitchum and joining me to take a good hard look at the news, the views and the issues are the editor and founder of Australian Brews News and ABC's beer industry analyst Matt Kierkegaard <laughs> and ace reporter and senior <laughs> journalist Claire Burnett. G'day, guys. Hey, Pete. I, yes, heard that. Hey, I heard it the, I heard on the it on the wireless. I heard it on the uh,
2: Yeah, there's an article. He's on been telly. on the telly. <laughs> hey,
1: well, <laughs> what you, professional. you couldn't you couldn't have given the um, you know, the old original
0: Bruce News t shirt merch a bit of a run. Man, oh, it, 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 they no, wouldn't have no, got no, it though. it was it was the abc so yes. i wore the corporate ward wardrobe well actually it was only one that was on television so the rest mm-hmm. of it i was just sort of an anonymous face um and then a stock photo from several years ago would oh
2: um, yeah everyone saw that looking a bit
0: younger <laughs> <laughs> thank you ABC. i
2: just told matt that i had some friends text me from tasmania going is this your boss and sent me a link to this article and i was like yes
0: you never know what's going to happen with these things so yeah you know, like you get you get a call and sometimes i don't go anywhere so i always get angry phone calls from my mum who doesn't listen to the podcast? You know, I so should say, Mum, I do a podcast every week. If you want to hear me. You can. Subscribe. <laughs> subscribe, listen and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. Smash that like button. Oh, you've got the barblade already.
1: <laughs> anyway. I'm going to kill you to buy a T-shirt. Help us out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Mum. Throw us
0: God. a freaking bone here. <laughs> I'll tell you who will be rocking the T-shirt this week. Phil Sexton.
2: Oh, did you give Phil one? Oh, well no
0: i way. i showed it to him um so because there a a was a whole chat because we had a bit of a chat oh, mm-hmm. hey, hey, wait, but, i've how, listened
2: to a bit of it i had need to finish it though um i've got some thoughts but we'll discuss later not in this episode mm-hmm. so listeners
0: episode. big week last week um you heard us grappling with it there's been so much chat a lot of um, emotion invested in the story but we had discussions, being a conscious business that cares about our um, We're a conscious audiences.
1: media yeah, a B Corp media organization,
0: in spirit. We want in to be spirit. better. <laughs> yeah, no, so we were worried that people might just be over it, you know, and we, we do get accused of flogging a dead horse and
2: on a, few things, on, yeah. on a few
0: things, but we decided initially maybe not cover it because we covered it last week, um, and it being the... Think we shall not not mention in this (laughs) episode. So, what we've done, whole episode talking about everything but the thing that we shall not mention. (laughs) mention, (laughs) And then a special edition of Blow the Fold. So, look for it. If 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 you're listening to this um, and you want to hear our thoughts, there is a whole second thing. If you're listening to this and you don't want to hear anything, this is for you. We heard you and we're fixing it.
1: We're going to be more choiceful with our. um, Coverage, that's it, yes.
2: Choiceful. You mean mindful.
1: That's right. right. Uh, well, we'll fill you in on that one. That's a okay. that's an okay, old, okay. old, old gag. Um, so let's get it straight into it. We'll cross live now to the Australian Brews News Media Centre for a wrap of stories making news in beer this week. And, Claire, we begin with, is this, I don't know, It's just like statal appropriation or, uh, I don't know, we, like <laughs> Queensland is getting a new brewery but it's originally from Broome but then it's in Perth and what's going on? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, uh, Good Drinks—the obviously the owner of Gage Rose Bruco, um announced yesterday that it was, um, or it has acquired a venue on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland uh, for its Matzos brand, which is lovely. So, um, that's part of its East Coast growth strategy. Um, some interesting move and an interesting decision to make that announcement so soon after the news that she'll not be named uh particularly because lion um operates the mundy brewery there um and i believe there's the comiskey group which also has a pub down the road or is planning a big pub Mass- down the road. two
0: massive pubs oh two massive although well, they've got eaton's hill which one. when it opened it was the biggest pub in the southern hemisphere i it's think it's not near
2: the sunshine coast it?
0: um no well no but then they've also moved up to sandstone point which is near bribery island massive uh-huh, okay. you know Host Bruce Spring host Bruce Springsteen mm-hmm. concerts sort of um pub. That's it. And then they're going in creating something um like the farm at Byron Bay. Anyone who's been to Byron Bay? Um I haven't. <laughs> Sorry, but, no, I'm, um... I'm not saying why I've been to Byron Bay. Not in this episode. <laughs> I mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> got This This is hard. <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> um uh yeah, so um fascinating. So Gay Road has made no secret of the fact that they've been looking mm-hmm. on the East Coast um, for growth. Obviously, that's where the greatest center of population is. Um, Sydney in Redfern. This is an interesting one. I've been hearing rumors that they, they the, the guys have been spotted in Umundi um, a couple of times. <laughs> like, in, in,
2: the, in Umundi? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. In, in brief. It, it's funny. that
2: that's so
0: good. Oh, God, I, the I, goss I you
2: what, get is just um, great.
0: <laughs> thought really interesting space like your Monday is this bodaciously small town on the mm-hmm. Sunshine Coast, pumps up Wednesday and Saturday for as much as I hate the word, the iconic your Monday markets. In terms of markets, it is people travel to the Sunshine Coast on a Saturday. Um, you know, locals go on a Wednesday just to go to the markets um, and get a lot of people, businesses do their trade on a Wednesday and a Saturday. Umundi, the Umundi beer brand, which was founded in the uh, 1980s, it was one of the early, back when it was boutique beer, um, you know, competing against the, the big breweries. A lot of the troubles that brewers are still seeing now, um, and I believe, you know, they had their beer contracted at Lion for some period of time, um, when they outgrew their original, uh, brewery hub. Business folded, um, Lion bought the assets. <laughs> There's so many oh my parallels. Oh, too many. Um, and so sort of reinvigorated the brand um, under Chuck Hahn's stewardship um, in 2017. Incidentally, around about the time Line was kicked out of, you know, Chuck's involvement was. Uh, no longer acquired by the Craft Beer Industry Association that became the IBA. And uh, the Amundi brand started then. It's been growing very strongly, really, really high engagement on the Sunshine Coast because of the love of the brand. Um, But opening a hospitality venue-based business in a small population area with the Imperial Hotel and that brand going up against line on one sense, but then going under significant hoteliers just down the road on another, um, I, I, I think Sir Humphrey would have called that a courageous decision minister. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll mm-hmm. wait and see, no predictions, but you know, certainly wait and see. I think uh, the thinking is good drinks wants to make it a um, brewing hub, um, like a brewery hub in any money. They, they want mm-hmm. the that lure of two strong brewing brands to draw people in. But don't forget, you've got what, 17, 18, Breweries on the Sunshine Coast already. The Sunshine Coast is, as a whole, is almost a Sydney in a West, and on a population per capita, actually, that's probably something that we can get our um, trainee to do. Look at population of the Sunshine Coast versus the population of Sydney's in a West. Match the number of breweries and do a comparison. Interesting. Yeah, um, it'll be very, very interesting to see. But courageous decision. We'll uh, see how it plays out for them.
1: Cool. Yeah, I'm guessing the main difference is going to be uh, nicer weather and fewer hipsters on the Sunshine Coast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Otherwise, yes, that's squint, true. and you think
1: yeah. you're in Marrickville. Yep. Yeah, well, mm-hmm.
0: you're going to get a lot of tie dye and a lot of um, bare feet, mm-hmm. um, a lot of.
2: Also, you do have to trek much farther for breweries yeah. into yeah. in the Sunshine Coast. More skate, yeah. more you skate- could Walk around. More
0: skateboards, fewer fixies. No <laughs> Uber. I, I don't believe it's serviced by Uber. Yep. Um, no public transport. no. Nope. Nope. You'd have um, to drive. They're going to want to have a really good zero alc option, mm-hmm. um, oh, <laughs> you know, that's the the, the, the challenges of, of of doing it in a space like that as a hospitality Absolutely. venue.
2: That's
1: true. Now, while we're on the topic, uh, Claire, of Gage Roads and good Gage. drinks, um, Gage Roads has picked up a Cricket New South Wales sponsorship.
2: They have indeed, and this is an interesting one um, because actually Gage Roads were previously with Cricket Victoria and then that got taken over by Colonial. So the Western Australian Brewers are making waves um, in sports sponsorships over here. Um, a really interesting move. Obviously, we've discussed sports sponsorships and things like that before, but there's a lot of move in that space and there's a lot of it's quite it's quite a cutthroat space that one you do a contract for three years and there maybe two or three years um, maybe longer if your gauge roads at the Optus Stadium and then you know if it's not working out for any literally any reason they will chop and change and um, drop you and go with somebody else. And, you know, that's just the space it's in. Uh, Interesting move, and we'll just see how it goes. Obviously, as we've just mentioned, Gage Roads and Good Drinks in general are moving over to the East Coast. So, you know, that's why they wanted to go for um, an East Coast sporting sponsorship uh, with Cricket New South Wales. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes.
0: Because as we know, a sporting sponsorship is a good way to build a brand.
2: Indeed it is. (laughs) Stop! Stop! Apparently, <laughs> apparently allegedly,
0: <Sorry>. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it's actually physically hurting. <laughs>
2: I know you're really, you're struggling. Too many parallels.
0: Anyway,
1: oh. uh, Endeavour Claire partners with the you... IBA, uh, and this is Endeavour Group. Endeavour Drinks Group, not, yes, uh, not
0: the brewery. Dan Murphy's, yes. yeah, d- d- yeah, Dan's yes. BWS,
1: yep.
2: Dan's, yeah. Downs talk, talk us
1: through it. Lovely.
2: Um, so Endeavour Group and the IBA are doing a um, trial initiative, basically they're looking at how breweries and customers can reduce and reuse plastic waste um, in relation to pack tech uh, can handles. So obviously, I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm always like, what the hell do I do with these? Can I even recycle them? I don't think you can. You can't often in Australia recycle them. Um, so what the plan is, is to basically uh, a brewery will buddy up with a store. And they're doing trials in Brisbane, Sydney, and Melbourne. That basically they will drop off their beer, so there's no like sending it elsewhere or anything like that. They will the brewer will drop off their beer to that one store, pick up their uh, order of tech can handles that are um, have been returned by a customer, and then ho- and if there are any leftover that uh you know uh, damaged or whatever they will be taken away by visi uh east coast canning is also helping so they're helping with logistics of the whole situation um so to be honest it just jumped out with me as a really nice collaboration between a bunch of different interesting stakeholders and i think with problems like this this is the way forward a collaborative approach um and, you know, I think someone made a slightly snide comment about Endeavour jumping on um, what other people have done. Absolutely other people have done it but before. This, Bright have done it before. And, and in front
0: of, again, just to mm-hmm. show how hard this is, mm-hmm. this is exactly the situation. You know, a lot of small businesses have tried to do this sort of thing, mm-hmm. but you need a national… Yeah. The scale. D- you, you need d- scale. D- there are yeah. benefits. And so having big businesses getting involved in this sort of thing only helps. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having… Uh, and, 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 but it's… Part of the conversation. So, Mm -hmm. also and also, um, shout out to James Perrin from Mm -hmm. the IBA. Mm -hmm.
2: Yes, (laughs) Um, (laughs) nothing else, just the IBA. (laughs) uh, Who's,
0: who's? I think the sustainability coordinator.
2: He is the um, lead of the sustainability group within the IBA. Yes,
0: absolute gun when it comes to anything sustainability, Mm -hmm. anything. um, You know, and amazing to see the IBA championing this Um, again. It's why we need an industry association whatever you call it, Mm -hmm. we need an industry association who can coordinate centrally Mm -hmm. for these sorts of things. Really, really great. You know, it's a great initiative. Don't be snarky. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There's enough things we can be snarky about in life.
2: And we will today.
1: (laughs) Those who may have detected a smirk in Matt's voice, then no, you were mistaken. (laughs) Now, another thing that you will not be mistaken by is the power of the influencer. Uh, and uh, there's a pledge by the Australian, uh, the Alcohol Beverages Australia, uh, Claire, yeah. to um, a, an international agreement.
2: Indeed. So um, this has been on our radar, Bucks radar, um, the ABA's radar we for t- a while. We talked now. about
0: it. It, it, it. We did. We enough, ago. like I, I jaw dropped when I saw mm-hmm. this because we actually asked the question: you know, Is is there a mm-hmm. way to control um, mm-hmm. the below the line? People, Yes, the sort of third-party PR and in, marketing. Are we trying to influence influencers? the influencers? I genuinely didn't know because it? it was the limitation that ABAC had sort of identified mm-hmm. um, in that they, they don't control editorial don't, coverage. Yes.
2: So if you're a mainstream media or if you're a media of any kind, if you publish a press release as it is, that still counts as you being a media organisation rather than the press release if it, it's it's all very confusing it, yeah. the press release is the marketing but then as soon as it gets put on a media platform that instantly is third party like media rather, but d- and without a backspot. Uh, maybe the next step is
0: the you know journalist ethics get updated to mm-hmm. you know promote responsible drinking or
2: which know. should be fundamental really if you're writing about alcohol anyway well it's not, but it No, it's <laughs> not, but I mean, it, it, funnily
0: enough, that's one of the things that, and I've coped stick for in the past, you know, I don't like calling it booze because booze doesn't, and I don't want to go down this rabbit hole yeah. again, but it, it, it's it, flippant it, and it's... It, it, it's well, yeah. Alcohol should be something that has mature, you know, a, a mature approach to, because mm-hmm. it's calling beer neck oil and, you know, it, it's smashable and all, all yes. of those sorts of things just dog whistles to not drinking it as a exactly. finer...
2: Um, and excessive consumption, which is one of the, um, as part of this pledge that the ABA have signed up to with the International Alliance uh, for Responsible Drinking. So they've got not just a whole load of um, alcohol producers um Sahi's on there, um, and Kieran's on there, and like a few others like AB and Bev, Diagio. Um, but they've also teamed up with some major, like huge global uh, marketing agencies to basically spread this message. I think that's what we found um, when we deal with much smaller companies is that they don't necessarily know that that's a thing. If that can be disseminated through these um, bigger organizations, I think there'll be more awareness in the marketing space that these are issues that the alcohol industry is worried about and therefore should be worried about by their marketers as well. Um, But it was an interesting one. Um, So they've agreed on lots of things that are covered by ABAC, you know, not appealing to minors, no um, promotion of excessive and just ridiculous drinking, things like that. Um, They've also said you cannot describe abstinence in a negative way. So if people are not drinking, um, you can't basically make fun of them or portray that negatively. Obviously a good thing, we like that. Um, but this came off the back of uh, a. Number, it was at the beginning of the week. I think the shout announced that uh, Asahi. Oh God, and a couple of others who have completely dropped off my <laughs> mind now. Um Asahi um, Coles and Endeavour yeah, Drinks Group, calls and Endeavour Drinks Group have um, resigned as signatories of ABA. However, I looked into it, and actually, um, Retail Drinks is still a member. And the Brewers Association, so is they're still members a member. of Retail Drinks, and so th-
0: through Retail Drinks, are yes. members of, yes. so they're they're still. Bound so they by just it.
2: didn't want to double up because it's like being a member of a member of a membership group that which is then of a membership group that you're also a member of. Yeah. So yeah, it made much more And I was like, is that really as big a deal as it, it was made out to be? I'm not sure it is. They still are indirectly part of that group. Um, They just don't want to pay twice, probably, is the thing. We'll let them off on that one. Um, But no, really interesting moves um, by the ABA and uh, something we should all keep in mind as... uh, And
0: instantly, crickets from FAIR in terms of congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) What a surprise. Again, I'm I'm, going to say this. This is a horse I'm going to flog. Love the work that FAIR do in terms of actually educating people about alcohol. Unfortunately, it, it, it's, it's highly partisan. Mm-hmm. You know, they participate in ABAC but criticise it. Mm-hmm. They participate, you know, um, all of these things. They, they yep. don't look at the good that the industry is trying to do because they just view it with such cynicism. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: Someone even posted um, on the DrinksWise story earlier this week uh, an article they'd written a few years ago saying why you should be suspicious of Drinkwise, and I was like, buggers, they do exactly the that, same yeah. thing. And look, uh, but.
0: Uh, there is a transparency when the alcohol industry you know, does this sort of thing. There's a transparency to it because you know that it's the alcohol industry funding this thing. Um, it's when you've got a body that pur- purports to be about education when it's actually an advocacy and lobby- lobbying body. As I said, change, change its name. Change your name. Change its name to actually what it is. It's the Alcohol Reformation okay. League.
2: Don't gaslight us. Be who you are. Uh, sorry, Matt. That just was... a coin of phrase there, Claire. <laughs> <Do> you... <laughs> oh, fantastic. Okay. Sorry, Pete. Yep. No, no, all
1: good. Now, uh, <laughs> Timing is everything, isn't it? Um, it, is. it is. Wasn't it just a little while ago we were talking about a, a fairly well-known brewery that copped a lot of stick for <laughs> uh, encouraging vaccinations? Um, but now... <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that And that was a tricky one. Uh, so... Um, the most recent news, Uh, VB has launched an advert to encourage Australians to get vaccinated against COVID. Um, We obviously saw Stomping Ground um, take a bit of flack and take off their...
0: uh, Undeservedly. Yes,
2: yes. Uh, And take off their uh, vaccination pot for shot campaign off the um, social media platforms. So that was a tricky one. And we obviously talked about that. But apparently timing is everything we're in the middle of a number of lockdowns state borders are closed um this is probably the time to uh promote vaccinations and it makes sense from that kind of massive macro level where they're trying to get people back into venues and things like that and the faster people get vaccinated the faster that can happen it was really interesting as well because i didn't realize that previously you weren't allowed to offer any free alcohol the for TGI, anything yeah. um via the yeah the therapeutic goods administration but they've changed that rule and I fa- i've didn't realise that was the case because of this.
0: It, it just why yeah. timing is everything. Just mm-hmm. captures this because um, um, Stomping Ground did their pot for a shot at mm-hmm. a time when COVID wasn't active in the community <laughs> until
2: a week later. And, 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 and a week later, <laughs> That's so bad. But it? at the
0: same time, they took it down so quickly, it didn't really come to the TGA's attention. Yes, to um, to so they might have actually fallen foul of the TGA at that stage mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, um, because they were encouraging drinking on one view of it. O- offering forward.
1: an incentive.
0: Uh, offering yes. An incentive, yes yes. yes, yes.
2: For that, for therapeutic good, yeah.
0: Um, and you know, they feel very sorry for them because their heart was so in the right place. It was a mm-hmm. promotional thing, but with a very good end. Mm-hmm. Um, suddenly the world changes again and COVID is... And the act, the attitude and the need that the public perceived need um, for vaccination changes... Mm-hmm. And suddenly, you know, you've got the two biggest because Furphy also um, launched yes. the, the, the same campaign. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah. then the TGA goes, well, ordinarily we don't mm. like this sort of stuff, but well, you that's know, it. Yeah. the Skoma social got
2: involved. Scotty from marketing got involved and said, "Come on now, you clearly <laughs> wearing his Australia
0: marketing. flag <laughs> mask." Uh
2: so um, anyway, very interesting. Um, as we say, timing is everything, and um, that has happened.
0: Speaking of timing is everything, Pete.
1: <laughs> if you uh, go to the second line of your Radio <laughs> Brews News buzzword bingo
0: card, you can tick off brew. Um, it's an ad. No, well, last week it was an ad. This week it's news.
2: This week it's news. It last week okay yeah. Isn't that funny?
0: ASX listed um, struggling brewer brew is no closer to the sale of the site that was to become home to its now abandoned World's Greenest Brewery. In a statement to the ASX this week, the company advised it is still in discussion with Development Victoria um, about the sale uh, and agreed to with the proposed purchaser to extend the date for obtaining approvals from uh, to October 2021. Um, you'll remember that back in 2017, after they listed on the ASX, um, they spent two point something million on land in the uh, Ballarat East Development Zone or Ballarat West Development Zone, Economic Zone, mm-hmm. um, which was a r- regional industrial development focused um, place mm-hmm. um, with the promises to build the world's greenest brewery. Um, I don't know what it is this week. A lot of talk about regional um, green conscious breweries. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, beat the drum, beat the drum, beat the drum. It was never going to happen. $100 million, mm-hmm. let's face it. They're going to the bank manager to borrow money to get yeah. their beer made these days. So many um, unkept
2: promises going on these days.
0: And so, and the, instantly, the whole thing was mortgage. So it was an asset on the books, but it was also a debt on the books as well. Mm-hmm. Um, in June, announced that they were going to sell it. Found a buyer
2: without getting any approvals from Development Victoria, which was one of the main criteria.
0: It was subject, for selling, yeah. <laughs> well, and they had just they because they had to sell it because yeah. the sale was conditional on. By February next year, mm-hmm. having built the brewery, employing yep. 100 people, and and all of these investment things that they just weren't going to do, so it was essentially going to negate the, the 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 clause. And not unsurprisingly, development Victoria isn't doesn't seem to be all that happy. Um, certainly, the regional council don't seem to be happy about them sitting on this land um, for um, four or, fi- four four or, or five, five years. years. Five years yeah. by the five time it happens no, yeah. for five years. And then making $5 million
2: profit of it.
0: Profit um, with doing nothing um, mm-hmm. when that land, you know, if that land is now worth $7.5 million, let's face it, that's the people's. Yeah. Um, so no sale, but um, so that's been delayed. But as, as we talked about last week, um, the the Mildura brewery, that is, I, I think, their other main asset, is now for sale, which is interesting because when they bought it from Stefano the Pieri, the brewery, the pub, the. Brands, the IP, um, and the land were sold. Bruce said in their 2017 annual report that, "Well, we didn't want the land. I mean, who want who wants <laughs> land?" says the business that's just bought land. Um, uh, so they bought the um, brands, and then a company um, owned by Kent Grogan and the other biggest shareholder and then director. Um, was created just months before, bought the land. So so they, 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 the business bought the brewery, a separate company but related company owned by Kent and the other biggest shareholder bought the land with a loan from Brew um, that they paid interest on and all of that sort of thing. Now they're being sold together. So the thing that I will be watching to see when assuming the sale goes through will be how they apportion. So they get $5 million for it. They're asking seven. Um, So they get five. Um, They bought it for one. (laughs) Um, Actually, we don't know how much they bought it for because the the, the land wasn't on the books. Um, It'll be interesting to see what portion of the value of the package goes to brew and what portion goes to this other entity that owns the land because... Yeah, you know, if I was a brew shareholder, I'd certainly be asking those questions now. It, it's yeah, it how, how much lot, is the asset? Yeah. Well, yeah, how much is the asset worth? Because exactly. things like you know how much a brewery and equipment are worth yeah. is much harder to ascertain than uh, than, than than land, um, for example. So, mm-hmm. um, but
2: isn't it interesting now that brew is getting rid of literally everything it owns, and
0: they need the cash? <laughs> yeah. but how much cash is going to flow from this sale? Um, where, and uh, I'm sure they'll spin it well. This is just questions that I think are, w- are well worth asking. I'm not mm-hmm. casting any aspersions um, or suggestions or anything like that. It'll just be something that will be very interesting to see um, if and when a sale transpires.
1: Something that will be genuinely interesting to see is the new and improved <laughs> Brewing Certificate 3, which has just been released, Claire.
2: It has indeed. Uh, so there's been a revamp of the vocational education program for food and beverage industry in general and as part of that um, there's been a revised cert 3 in food processing brackets brewing so it's just an interesting one it just means there's more it's more clearly defined there's improved course modules um, they basically made it more specific to micro brewing um, we had a question about whether the Kangan Institute which is the uh, Victorian Institute which is do- doing uh, TAFE brewing courses is implementing this yet and they aren't. They won't be until 2022. I believe it will be similar for others who are just playing out the um, previous course and then bringing this one in uh, next year. But really good to see that this is um, a priority for people. This is something that um, people are constantly adapting and revising and trying to work with. Um, obviously, the IBA and lots of uh, individuals are looking at uh, education opportunities and upskilling and things like that. So um, it's just good to see that, that it's moving along in the background.
1: Yeah, and it's obviously had its difficulties um, given that the whole joint's been shut down effectively for the last <laughs> 18 exactly. months. It makes it a little bit harder to do the, the practical
2: It does <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and and, and it's, it's great to see the training, the people who develop the training modules are constantly, you know, liaising with the industry and looking to see how they can improve, Yeah, you know, because it, it, it's great for the industry.
1: It is. It's great for brewers who now at least um, – Remember, Matt, you know when when this whole thing first started and we started yapping about it, and it was like you, somebody who had a, a science—you almost had to have, you know, a microbiology or a food science or or something, you know, a, a degree that would then give you the basics in that you could build off to to learn to be a brewer,
0: or you consequently, or you, you garage band style, you start home brewing and make all your mistakes small yeah. and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then at a the time, yeah.
1: constantly learning. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now this is this is, I think, a, a nice, uh, I, I guess, a bridge between the two, in that um, you don't need the the full McGiller in terms of you know a science degree or whatever it might be, but yeah. you also uh, at least will have some basic knowledge coming in. And, and as the number of breweries grow, that's it, it becomes more and more important because the you know exactly. there's just the talent. It's it's like a uh, you know an AFL or an NRL you, you can't just keep adding teams um without adding talent you've got to and that's got to be a grassroots kind of thing you've got to have the interest um at, a, at an early but legal age and then but you know it's nice to have some sort of uh, certificate off the back of it
2: absolutely
1: yeah but as I say, you know every state is different oh which brings us nicely too um now is this a we're doing like a survey monkey uh, we, kind of thing yes, how well does yes. your state support its brewers
2: Brews News us. We are undertaking a bit of a research project uh, looking at the individual states, how well they support their brewing industries in terms of loads of sort of regulatory things like licensing, planning and development, whether they've got some sort of craft beer strategy, whether politicians have come out and said, "We know, we support this. Um, so I'm just doing a little scoping survey at the minute to see what uh brewers think what people that are in the brewing industry think uh the issues actually are so we've got an idea of the areas we think that um just from our own knowledge that we're looking at uh but this one will be really interesting to see uh whether there's any difference in the states how different they are with their attitude and their support of breweries um so we've got a little survey um it's r- super quick it's just literally um what what do you do uh, what state you in, and what you think the problems are? So, it won't take long. Um, if anyone has a chance, we'll get the link in the show notes. Um, so let us know what you think.
0: Excellent. If, if yeah, if, if you're a brewer, um, what matters to you is, is mm-hmm. essentially, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that'll
1: just about do us, I think. For um, you just we did well. To... It was a look. It was a big week of news. It was. It was. Even it was. Without it was. the biggest it a, story, it was a big week of new Singular. <laughs> there, wasn't, <laughs> there wasn't any news. Um, <laughs> There we go, that's that's the news. Now, if you do need to jog on or stop jogging uh, or get back to work, whatever it is, you've caught up with the news now. So that saves you having to go to Australian Brews News website to read it all. We're like the audible, you know, we're just, we, we, you sit back and relax, we'll read it for you. But now uh, it's time to move on to a little thing we call below the fold. Let's start off with the mailbag because I need to thank uh, our good friends at New Zealand Ale Trail. Head to www.nzaltrail.com or at NZ Ale Trail on all the social media to find the best beer experiences in New Zealand. And we do thank them for helping us out by sponsoring the Mailbag. Now, don't forget you can review us on iTunes, send us in an email. Um, a couple of people, I think this week, I'm guessing, have, have left comments uh, about the news. Um, if we <laughs> if we read it out, and we haven't read it out before, we'd love to send you. Thanks to our friends at Thirsty Merchants,
0: who also do our beer teas t shirts. Yeah, so
1: oh, pick fantastic. up a t shirt. Go to the website.
0: Go, um, if you if you feel you know that you're living in a post craft world, um,
2: <laughs> that, that was, even more accurate than planned on that. Is it
0: too early for post independence world? Oh yeah. Very well,
1: Are we just post post craft at the f- moment, and then I don't know. I, I, there's a T-shirt in stages. there somewhere. I can. I, I can I, <laughs>
2: we'll I, work on it. I have
1: thoughts. um You can also join our Facebook <laughs> group. Just search Radio Brews News and use the password Soapbox. Um, so so um, we we do love that uh, you guys like to listen to this for whatever reason we love that you subscribe we love that you leave us reviews um on your podcast favorite podcasting app or or the apple podcasts or you know depending on where you get it um we do like to to thank you for that uh because as i it costs you nothing but it helps other people to find this podcast and the stuff we talk about and some of the stuff we talk about is not related to anything that happened in the news last week Claire, what's our first one from Shane Westmore? Um, oh, we, uh, the Gage Rhodes at the cricket.
2: So it was an interesting to see the reactions on this one, actually. Um, mixed responses, funnily enough. Um, so Shane says they had, um, at, at Cricket New South Wales, they had Four Pines, Amber Ale and Pacific Ale earlier this year, and Bolter Beer as well. At least those were better than the mid-strength dirt beer. I'm not 100% sure what he was talking about then. Um, I haven't yet found a Gage or Colonial beer that I like. Um, when Gross Northern was the only option during Test matches, you had to pop out to the tap house for lunch beers to get the taste out of your mouth. <laughs> I mean, you could just not drink it if that was the case, but apparently that's not the case. Um, interesting that they've made that sort of uh, division and that, you know, the idea that maybe that kind of craft beer isn't supposed to go in a space like that. I think he's trying to allude to. Could be an interesting one. Um, Shane uh, Jasper in the next comment. Um, he said this Jusprisa. is... Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, that's, that, 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 that. Sorry. Um, this is great, but that was there was the... Jasperza, I think it might be. Yeah. Shane great. knows
1: who he is. It's not the first time. Shane knows who Shane. he is. Yeah, Shane. Shane O. Shane O. He's been, oh. Oh. Or, or he's as, been on here before. I, I, sorry, rabbit
0: hole. <laughs> we need a rabbit hole alert. We do. Did, did anyone hear the news announcement this morning um, about Australia's going nuclear submarines? Um, and Joe Biden, uh, yeah, it would have been our prime minister's grandest moment, being you know spoken to directly in front of the world's media um, with Boris Johnson, you know, oh, God. B- b- representing the big three, and um, Joe Biden says, "And Boris, thank you very much." And um, To to my mate here um, from Australia, (laughs) Prime Minister. Oh my God, I love it! So, yeah, it was his big moment, and he gets the g'day, mate. (laughs) Anyway, Shane, you know who you are. Yeah. We know who you are. We know who you are. Unlike (laughs) the US president.
2: Um, Shane says, This is great, but was there no New South Wales based brewery that could have done it? Drink local and all. Um, Someone made the point that uh, Gage, via its atomic beer, Project Brand has actually got a brewery in New South Wales and Sydney. Um, so where do we where do we put that line? Like where should we have a line? Is there a well, yeah. line? And, this is the sports Don't care. Born and raised in Western yeah.
1: Australia, you, you, or something. You could, yeah, you could have some sort of tagline like that. Yeah, yeah. although
2: people will be like, why does that resonate with the New South Wales cricket audience? I guess is the yeah criticism of but that. This
0: is the problem when you sort of start marching behind a banner that mm-hmm. says this is what I stand for, you know, whether it's local or whether it's, you know, what does that mean or what happens when Gage Roads, you know, from Western Australia comes over here with its Matzos brand or, mm-hmm. you know. Aren't, aren't we all just Australian? Yeah, well. We're all
2: just Australian at the end of
1: the day. I mean, not we, it, West, it, it's, West Australia, they are, they are a little bit different over there.
2: It's just. As long as it's good bear. I guess I'm all right with it. Well, there's another, there'd be
1: another good tagline, like good beer is our thing or something like that. You yeah. could put that on. Your yeah. Account. Yeah. Because then it wouldn't
0: matter whether you're independent. It wouldn't matter. Can you trademark you're... that? who oh, I... I don't know. I'll, we I'll have to James Omond. Well, yeah, we might have to, but um, it's a, but it, even that thing about good beer—what is good beer? Because people are dissing uh, like stuff that, that I've got to. What did different... Shane?
1: Westmore, the Gross Northern. <laughs> yeah, Gross <laughs> Northern. Um, uh, listen half, to right? Phil Sexton. Yeah. Um,
0: you know, he thinks Budweiser is the best. Was it Budweiser or? Who's this? Yeah, no. Um, Phil Sexton in in the conversation. Yeah. I, I think it was Budweiser. You know, as he said over and over again, Budweiser is the best beer in the world. Because no, it it. If it means you, it's consistent. If as a consumer you want flavour mm-hmm. on that metric, probably not. But in terms of consistency, you know, yep. no, it, no, and, and that's where it is. And if we mm-hmm. come – and don't forget also that the way you feel about a brand influences the way you taste it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it was, your was,
2: setting affects it. And there's your so setting all of these things. things. And yeah.
0: so there's this idea that uh, what is good beer – um, and look I'm as guilty of it you know my business when I first started doing tastings was called good beer lunches um, and it was my definition of good beer and I was trying to bring people into you know in, in those days it was craft beer but look how many brewers are embracing light lagers as we've talked about on the show mm-hmm. rice lagers and things like that mm-hmm. you know that once upon a time would have been you know oh you, you the, would the, have, the domain of yeah. like, no that's, that's um, what so, they do that's not what we do Drink oil. beers that you love. Mm. Um, ultimately, it, it, it my good friend, um, uh, <laughs> my, my my good friend, hey mate, <laughs> my, my good friend Ian Watson, <laughs> who I started uh, good beer lunches with. Mm-hmm. You know, it says a beer meets its beery destiny when you drink it, um, and I'll add to that when you enjoy it, mm. um, and that's that's what it's for. But then there are these all of these other things that, as consumers, we emotionally mm-hmm. invest in. But more of that, yes. Later. Yes, let's, you, yeah. Let's keep to that. Speaking about good beer lunches. See, I thought. Yep.
1: I, I didn't think of that as good beer. I thought of that about it's a, a beer lunch. Oh yeah, like the good. general lunch. They're good. Yeah. They're a good beer lunch.
0: Not good beer. Uh, well, lunch. see, but see that that's where it's funny. You know, as passionate as I've been, you know, for my beer life as being about beer that isn't that you know that. That adds to the vibrancy of the industry and gives back and um, things. It was never, you know, we, you know, we, we debated what the definition of craft beer because if you're going to talk about it, something, you want to have an idea of what you're talking about. But it was, you know... And, someone's always going to ask you,
1: how will I know it? When I, what, do, what do you mean craft beer? What am I looking for? Hmm.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. And look, you know, 15, or 10, um, 8 years ago, you know, it was all we want, you know, on a mission thinking that one day everybody is going to drink what we call craft beer. And the, the the longer it's gone on, the more you realise that, well, actually not everyone does. Um, you know, and a brewery recently um, launched a beer that was an absolute, you know, acknowledgement that not everyone wants to drink our other beers, that our biggest beer... Our original to, beers. Our original beers, um, because they're too fruity, or and, and, and that's something that the, the industry is finding. And the contemporary beer market that arguably didn't exist... 10 years ago before Great Northern is now 30% of the beer market and Great Northern that didn't exist 15 years ago is now, you know, mid teams and climbing quickly of the beer market. That's a lot of beer. That's a lot of people who want to drink that. Um, arguably Corona, you know, the liquid isn't different and it's the brand promise that it represents is different. Um, you know, I defy a lot of people to drink a fresh Corona and a fresh Great Northern and, well, the line, on, the line would be... And, and meaningfully uh, describe the difference, um, even if they can pick the difference. It, it is a
1: is... You're right, Matt. It's a lot to do with, with marketing and, um, you know, the, like you say, it, you, you summed that perfectly. The, it's the brand promise that's sort of encapsulated... It's
0: the storytelling behind it. ...in
1: your it. label. Yeah. If you'd like to tell a story and um, you'd like to do it with labeling, you can contact... <laughs> if you've labels, got a story packaging. or if
0: you change your story, Pete. Or <laughs> if you need... Yeah, that's
1: right. If you need to change your brand promise consciously or if you want to turn the page on
0: that book that's
1: right um if, if, then there is no better custodian of your brand promise <laughs> yes. than rowling's label stickers <laughs> and packaging they're able to not su- just supply labels for your cans or your bottles uh they can also supply printed or blank cartons can trays tap decals barcodes shrink sleeves um if you wanted to i don't know um you know like drop messages, propaganda-style, World War II propaganda-style from an aeroplane. You know, they could probably do that for you as well.
0: Give them a call. Make on sure one... it's not a full can of beer, though. No.
1: No, no. Well, it would be little pieces of paper. Um, okay. Give them a call on one three hundred eight five two two three five. 852 235 Hey, do you know... Um you probably don't because I'm talking to the listeners now because you don't have the show notes in front of you. But support from for this episode comes also from Scarf Fabricating. Scar Fabricating builds reliable automated packaging line equipment. It's handcrafted, it makes life easier for brewers and their production teams. So if you're a brewer and you're looking for the best way to get your product out of your tap room and into the hands of your customers, Scarfab has you covered. Scarfab specializes in helping breweries of all sizes get their beer from keg to can. To find out more about how Scarfab can help you sell more beer, Visit scarfabricating.com today. That's ska, S-K-A, fabricating.com to get started today.
0: Mate, that's an interesting bit of storytelling that they're doing there. You know, handcrafted, when you're talking about something, you know, like I, I've got visions when, you know, like if you take that literally, I've got visions of them whittling out of, you know, a, a block of... A method. block of stainless steel and <laughs> yeah, carving, but, carving a keg. But, but we know what they mean. You know, it, it's made with love and attention. That's um, right. Uh, you know, and thank you to Scar Fabricating for you know not just showing the love and attention that they give to their packaging lines, but they give to this podcast.
1: Exactly, and in turn to you because it means that you know we can get really good bandwidth and stuff. Like
0: that. It means we don't have to charge <laughs> you for this stuff. The internet
1: stuff going on, here, dear I
0: listener. <laughs> Unless you want to join in and give us yeah. a bit, of anyway, learned because you value what we do and you value our independence, our independent thinking. That's it for <laughs> Mailbag, and therefore that's it for Below the Fold, isn't it? It is. I think so. That's the the episode. I think we did it. Oh,
2: my God. I think we did. Well done, everyone. Uh,
1: Thanks very much, Matt. Thanks very much, Claire. Uh, Drink fresh, drink local. Look after yourselves and each other and wash your damn hands. And we're out. Boom. Finally, you can tell us what you think about what's going on in the beer industry by emailing us at producer at All letters received will receive in return, as by way of thanks, a Brews News bottle opener. We love hearing your thoughts on the stories we cover because, as you may have heard, beer is a conversation.